Hello and welcome to Haref. We're back here once again. Seven days ago, we kicked off the 2020 season and today we've just completed the Grand Prix of Andalusia. I say we, we've not completed it, but we're lucky enough to witness it. I'm glad I didn't. It was too hot. <laughs> I'm Steve Day, joined by Simon Crafar, and uh, we'll be hearing from Matt Burt shortly. He's in the interview set, ready to talk to the top three. Uh, what a race we've just seen there. That was hard work. For every single rider out there, not many finishes in the end, Simon, but Fabio Quattararo ultimately does it again. He claims glory here, and he did it without seemingly breaking a sweat. I, that's what I'm so impressed with. You know, he's a young guy, and those races last weekend and this weekend are like, almost like rain races, the attrition, you know, meaning you've got to just keep your head, don't make a mistake, stay on, you know, and if you do that, and, you know, you're going quick, you end up with a good position, um, more so than a normal, you know what I'm saying, in good conditions where it's not as slippery uh, or as hot. Um, and Fabio, with his lack of experience, really, you know, he's only had, he's got a year and a bit under his belt on, the, on a MotoGP bike, and he, he never put a foot wrong. It's, it's quite stunning. Well, in the end, what a day it's been for Yamaha, because we've got second place Maverick Vinales and Valentino Rossi is back on the podium for the first time in 465 days and Matt's got him now in the interview set let's hear from the doctor yeah thanks a lot Steve I'm with a very very happy Valentino Rossi probably one of the longest and toughest races of his MotoGP career but he's finished it on the podium Valentino it looked like really hard work out there Big, big fights with Peko, fights with Maverick, fights with uh, Franco as well. But you're on the podium for the first time since Austin last year. You must be so happy. I'm very, very happy, like you said, because uh, uh, not uh, just after last race, but after all the second part of the season of 2019 was very frustrating. I was so slow and uh, I suffer. I suffer very much. Uh, but uh, this time uh, we work in another way. Uh, we have to work hard because with David we have to put pressure on Yamaha because uh, sometimes it's something politically, uh, it's a political problem, we want to change the bike, uh, but uh, we don't give up and from Friday morning uh, I had a better feeling, so for sure uh, we have to improve, I still have some problem, uh, but I ride, I have my style, I enjoy and uh, you know, I arrived to the, to the race today ready because I know that uh, I can do a good result. Uh, so I'm so happy for me, for my team, uh, also because Jerez in the last year was bad. And I hope that uh, we find some good solution for follow this way, for be stronger also in the other racetrack. I want to talk to you about the start. Yamaha's new hole shot device works really, really well. You've got a great launch off the line. That put you in podium contention straight away. How difficult was it to go with Fabio? He obviously had really good pace. And how hard was it to keep Maverick behind you in those last laps? Because it was a real strong battle. Yeah, because uh, um, the start was crucial for me. I did a great start. And uh, I tried to follow Fabio. But, you know, uh, Fabio is uh, not, he's a little bit faster, but especially don't stress the, the tyres. So he go on a... Allora, Velluto si chiama, Silk. You know? It's like silk is Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and after, uh, I'm, I'm sorry for Peko and for Franco because they are fast. And uh, at the end with Maverick, uh, he was a bit faster. Uh, but I did a mistake and I let him uh, go. Yeah. Maybe if not, uh, I, can, I can stay. But uh, I think that he deserved because he was a bit faster. We have still to work to the last five laps. 
but now we are not so bad in the other 20. <laughs> yeah, that's the most important thing. Valentina, how scary was it behind Petco when there was smoke pouring off that Ducati? I mean, it looked like both you and Maverick slowed down. I mean, no rider wants to see that smoke coming up another rider. You must have been quite nervous at that point. It was bad because uh, I lose 0.7 from Maverick because I was the first. I see the smoke, so I have to slow down because it's very scary, because you go very fast. So if it's oil, you are, <laughs> it's a disaster. In trouble, yeah. But after Peko was very good because make one lap and half and stop. And what about the celebration? I love that at the end, celebrating in front of the empty grandstand. You've had some great celebrations in Jerez before, jumping in the toilet in 250s. Uh, you enjoyed that one, despite the fact that there was nobody watching. I think that place uh, is, uh, is, is a place of uh, some of my greatest celebration. <laughs> so I go to the crowd because in Jerez, I was, in Jerez, you know, you have to go there. But it was a strange situation because I have nobody. But anyway, I enjoy it. It was a virtual hug to the people at home. Do you feel like you've silenced a few critics here? today because last weekend when you withdrew from the race there were so many people saying ah oh, he's finished he quit he just retired from the race it was not a mechanical problem do you think that you've proved the point there's a, still a lot of life left in Valentino Rossi isn't there he's uh, first of all uh, uh, I never stop if the bike does stop also if I am uh, in the deep uh, destroyed disaster yeah. <laughs> like last week I never stop no so who, the, who say this don't know me yeah. But on the other side, uh, I understand my uh, critical uh, the, the, the criticism because it was not one race, it was a longer time. So I have to take all the motivation inside of me and essentially this time uh, is uh, my, my team uh, helped me a lot because they give me the light at the end of the tunnel, they give me another bike and from Friday morning, Thursday night I want to go home so, sincerely, I don't want to come. <laughs> but Friday morning, I say, yeah, okay, okay, I want to race. <laughs> Valentino, it's always great to see you on the podium. A great day for the Academy. Riders on podiums in all three classes. Enjoy the uh, celebration. We look forward to seeing you in Bruno in a couple of weeks' time. Great to see you back. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks to everybody. It's great. Ciao. Back to you guys, the doctor back in business. Over to you, Steve. Yeah, that was, uh, I have to say, Matt, that was, I loved every drop of that interview. Well done. Uh, that was fantastic. What, what you can see why, why he's so popular. Oh, there was brilliant. The celebration at the end was classic. It was absolutely brilliant. Forty-one years young, and he in looked forty-one it. I mean, degrees. That was incredible. Just one mistake. That was all to allow Maverick in. Otherwise, he'd have been in second place. Yeah. But he, what a defensive display that was. Yeah, it looked difficult to manage their entries, didn't it? You yeah, know, the guys were on the edge. You know, it looked like if you. If you, you're, you're, you're breaking trying to make something happen, but the thing won't steer, you know, and if you push it at all, you go down like happened to so many. So, yeah, what was it, 41 degrees almost, 41 years old, and he used his experience to, uh, to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant result. Uh, of course, in terms of the bragging rights, we know who they belong to, Fabio Quattararo, but I'm sure we'll be hearing from Maverick Vinales shortly. Bit of a head-scratcher, this one. That's a big blow to him in terms of his confidence because going into this morning, we truly, truly believed that Maverick Vinales would be bringing the fight to he Fabio Quattararo. fought. Well, it didn't happen. It should have been a fight. It really should have, you know. I think Yamaha will be very disappointed. I, Maverick should be. You know, it's uh, and I'll be I'll be honest, I am because you know I'm a Maverick fan, how he rides, and but I'm on the edge of uh, of giving up. You know, 
Uh, <laughs> I know there's a lot of races to go, but it's my gut feeling. Yeah. He's certainly been second best here in Jerez, unfortunately, has Maverick. It'd be interesting to get the thoughts uh, from him uh, when he goes to see Matt. Of course, he told you in Park Ferme that he was struggling to breathe when he was behind Valentino. Just a quick word uh, on Pecco Bagnaia and Franco Morbidelli. I mean, you've got to be gutted for those guys. Yeah, um, hugely. Pecco, I think, uh, this is my opinion, I've had no idea what's really going on there, but it's like he jammed his foot in the door of the factory Ducati seat Good for point, next year. Yeah. If he does that sort of riding over the next, before they make the decision, over the next races, he's pressure on Dovey. Oh, big style. Yeah, because to me, it feels like the change of guard. The new boys are fast. Yeah, Listen, we, we said we wanted to hear the views of Maverick Vinales. Not quite the day he was expecting. Uh, but let's cross over now to uh, Matt, where I believe he's uh, waiting and standing by with Maverick Vinales. 40 points from the last seven days for him. Over to you, Matt. Yeah, thanks a lot, Steve. Yeah, very difficult race for Maverick Vinales in those conditions. Maverick, was that as tough as it looked from the outside? Yeah, it was tough. It was tough because um, I get stuck behind Vale. Could not pass. Every time I try to pass, I go out of the track and I lose many, many seconds there. But anyway, you know, I'm, I'm happy because we did the maximum. We take 40 points from the both race of Jerez. We go out uh, with a good feeling, which is the most important. The championship is still very long. And we have many, many tracks that we are quite good now. And I feel, I feel so good, you know, because somehow we are able to make good races without the best feeling, you know, and this is the most important. What do you think was missing today? I mean, we saw you try and get to the front very yeah, early on and made that mistake at turn 13. I mean, how, how much was that part of your strategy to try yeah, and make yeah, a break? I, I tried to take the lead on the first lap. I tried the maximum. I thought I was a little bit more close to, to Fabio, which maybe I take a little bit him out and then I was able to, to get first. But <clears throat> I go wide in that corner, so I lose two places. And then, as I said, I could not, I could not overtake Bale. Bale was very strong on the brakes and... I start to overheat the tires, and uh, this was a problem. But anyway, you know, we try to stay calm always, taking out the maximum point, which is the most important. And I feel amazing on the bike, which is which is good. And on the last laps, I had a little bit more. Other races, I struggled a lot in the last laps. In, in in this race, I was able to weigh faster. So very happy and pleased about the the job that the team was doing. Valentino said he was very nervous when he saw the smoke coming from Pekka Bagnaia's bike. I guess you were in the similar situation. I mean, not what a rider wants to see when you're at full uh, attack in a yeah. GP race. Yeah, I was I was scared because it smelled like oil, and we were Valentino and myself. We were very slow on that moment because we didn't know what what was going to happen. So we were a little bit afraid to. To lose the front, but anyway, you know, finally uh, was nothing, which is the most important. And we take 40 points that we're gonna bring along in the championship. And yeah, we need to keep working. I mean, we are very happy, and uh, we need to keep on that way. And what was going through your mind every time you got close to Valentino? He was so good on the brakes. I mean, for a 41-year-old, he, he's not doing too uh, bad. Yeah, is he? No, he, he was amazing on the brakes. <laughs> now, gotta check the setup. <laughs> <laughs> because he was really good on the break. Every time I try to overtake, I go wide. You see, last corner, yep. I try to overtake and I go wide. So I was not able to do it. But anyway, I play my cards. At the end, I had much more grip than him because, especially on the left side of the tire. And uh, for me, I, I was very happy to be second in this race because 
the scenario it was that I was fifth and the bike was not going well on that moment, so we take out the maximum, I think, and this is the most important. Yeah, it's looking good for you, Maverick, 40 points from those first yes. two races. Looking good for Yamaha as well, three yeah. bikes on the podium for the first time in six years. So congratulations after a very so hard much. and difficult race. Good to see you back on the podium, Maverick. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Back to you, Steve. Thanks very much, Matt. Thanks to Maverick Vinales. Um, talk about trying to take the positives out of it. Um, it's almost like he's trying to convince himself that this is a good result. Ultimately, 40 points from two races is not too shabby at all when you consider the championship and how long it is. But he's going to be bitterly disappointed. And as he just said and reminded us, Simon, it wasn't just the fact that he was behind Valentino. At one stage, he was behind the two Pramat Ducatis as well. Yes, and Pecco would have stayed there. You know, from my, in my opinion, he would have he would have got uh, got second. Your thoughts on on his reactions there? Um, I don't understand. Look, I said to you last night that it worries me. Maverick is happy. The boys that win are so serious and grumpy, you know, and focused, you know, um, from the end of qualifying uh, until the end of the race you know and it, it worried me last night that he was happy so and I said it to you you know yep. and you know you saw Fabio he's like just thinking yeah, of how yeah. to win you steely know? determination yeah, yeah yeah and that's I think that there's something not right there you know this was uh, the moment there you're watching as Peko Bagnaia just we started to see the haze coming out of the back of that Ducati there could be nothing more gutting than that but he's got to hold his hand and his head up high I was so impressed with Peko Peko did an mm. amazing job he was like Bastianini in Moto2 just awesome and um Super sad for him. Also, Jack missed an opportunity. Both the Primac bikes gone, you know. Yeah. But Jack, if he'd just stayed on, he would have picked up something very big. We're going to be hearing shortly from Fabio Quattararo. Just a, a, an unbelievable result for him. He becomes the most successful French rider in MotoGP history. Seven days has produced two wins. And he's now standing by waiting to talk to Matt Burt. Yes, thanks a lot, Steve. I don't think there's a man in Andalusia that's got a bigger smile right now than Fabio Quattararo. Fabio, we've had to wait 21 years to hear La Marcia's ring out in MotoGP, and now we've had it twice in one week. Those 50 laps in the races last week and this week, you have not made one single mistake, even though it's been tough, tough conditions. Was today almost the perfect race for you? Wow, I did some mistakes, but small ones. Actually, we couldn't see them. We yeah, didn't see them. Good, <laughs> but uh, you know, so tough because you know to make uh, 25 laps in front with this temperature. I think was the hardest race of my life. Honestly, it was so hot. Uh, no air. Also, my hand was, and my feet was so hot. So really difficult. But honestly, I felt really good on the bike. And what is difficult in this? Categories like sometimes you finish a race in Moto2 is co one condition, sometimes is another. So from last week the condition was different. So the, we need to adapt so quick, and I think that's the most the most difficult in in this race in Jerez. We knew it was going to be so physical in those hot conditions, even hotter today than it was in the race last Sunday. When you're at the front for as long as what you were right from the start. I mean, how difficult is it mentally as well just to keep that focus, keep that concentration? Well, so difficult, you know, when you see the gap. Uh, the first time that I see the gap was 0.6 Valentino. So I said, OK, now it's time to really push. And I did 38.1. I didn't expect that lap. And uh, yeah, it was 0.6, 1.2, 1.6. And actually, I always remember 1.6 seconds in Moto3 was nothing. 
but 1.6 <laughs> second in MotoGP is a lot. Yeah. So one lap, I just look back in turn six, and I say, wow, I have a massive <laughs> advantage, and I had four seconds. So I say, okay, I will stay, stay calm. And, uh, and finally, so happy to be in the podium because, and the victory because it was a really tough race. I need to ask you, because throughout your career we've heard how much you've been a big fan and admirer of Valentino Rossi, and today it must have been such a special moment in your career because on a MotoGP podium, together with your hero, how special was that feeling? Wow, amazing feeling, and the first thing that I do when Valentino <laughs> takes a picture with uh, his bike and the number three, like, can I, can I join for your picture? And actually it was, was amazing because He's my idol, and uh, still my idol from from all the time. So, what's best to to race with your idol and be next to next to him for my second MotoGP victory? I think was the perfect perfect weekend for us. A great day for you, of course, personally, Fabio, but a great day for Yamaha as well. Three yeah. bikes on the podium together for the first time since 2014, believe it or not. Philip Island, the Australian Grand Prix. The Yamaha looks in great shape right now, but where do you personally feel like you can improve it going in further into the season and perhaps even be stronger in the forthcoming races? Only one word is top speed. <laughs> right. I have nothing to add. The bike feels so good. Uh, but the top speed is true that the bike is not so fast. So it's the only point. Then uh, every rider adapts so quick to the Yamaha. The chassis is really friendly. But... I, I want to say that the bike is not an easy bike like everyone say. Yeah. It's not an easy bike. It's a bike that, honestly, is much more difficult to ride from last last year. So, let's say it's a friendly bike, but not an easy one. I have to ask you as well. I mean, obviously, you're the world championship leader, 50 points from 50, back-to-back -back wins. But we have seen some reliability issues for Yamaha. Frank and Morbidelli, your teammate today, had to retire. Valentino last week. Are you a little bit concerned about that, or you've got confidence that that's not going to be a problem? We cross fingers. Uh, at the moment, I had no, no, no problem. So actually, I'm fully focused on it. Don't thinking about engine, about whatever. With whatever the pieces on the bike, <laughs> my job is to make the best on the races, on the practice, on the qualifying. So only focus on there. And we have many engineers working on the on the engine if there is. Well, a one single problem. A fully focused Fabio spells danger for the rest of the MotoGP field. Fabio, uh, congratulations. Another fantastic victory. Go and enjoy the celebrations with your family and friends. Well done, mate. Thank you. Back to you guys, Fabio. Flawless yet again in Jerez. Yeah, he certainly is. And he's formidable in terms of what he's saying as well. He's uh, a mean talker now, is uh, Fabio Quattararo, Simon. Talent, work ethic and steely determination, you yeah. know, that... That's, that's how I see Fabio right now. He is, without a shadow of a doubt, of course he would be the bookie's favourite right now. He's going to be hard to stop, isn't he? Although he does, he does mention top speed. We've mentioned it quite often, and that is going to be a problem potentially going yeah. into Bruno and next Austria. Yeah, next races, I think we're going to see um, the Ducatis come back. You know, it was obviously better suited to the Yamaha here, but I think the Dukes will fight back, maybe even the KTMs. You know, they're, they're looking really good. Um, Suzuki's, if the, if the guys are... Uh, comfy so yeah you're right the others all the thing is um i again want to say fabio is a perfect example of what i felt last year and now it's really the writing on the wall for me it's the change of guard you know yes. the new young guys are faster you know they're faster they just need a bit of 
experience. I mean, Fabio is incredible, you know, but when you, you look at Peko, um, you know, Jack, he's had another year on them, but he's there, Binder, uh, Oliveira, they're coming. Mia, they're really coming. And, and I think in the next period, the only way that um, the others will beat him is experience like Valentino did today just play everything right yep. be, be a be a right pain in the backside you know a, a roadblock when you have to just ride really get everything out of it no mistake um, and Dovi will do it again like we're going to see more awesome results but the writing's on the wall the new boys are coming they are indeed yeah and it's great to see it's great to see look we're going to try and go through some of the other details of the race now until these guys come into the press conference so let's just try and analyze some of the other teams we'll start with Ducati Dovi and Petrucci they're going to be happy to get out of a ref aren't they and see the back of this big style I mean I actually felt sorry for them you know like the the thing is look what Pekka and Jack were doing they True. were there you True. know so that's why I'm saying uh, over the next uh, period, next couple of races, you know, before Dovi signs, if Peko keeps doing that, yeah, he's, you know. Um, but Dovi's got so much to bring to the team. He knows how to, to make that bike work. He Analytically, he would be a big help to everyone around him. You he's, know? he's also very strong at Brno and particularly Austria yeah. as well. So he's still in the mix. Don't rule out Dovi just yet. KTM, Simon, I mean, what a day it could have been. And ultimately, it just did not work out at all. Polis Bargaro was their only finisher yep. on a day where it could have been maybe even a podium. Look, um, I said during, uh, well, the, the tests, the pre-season tests, it was clear to me the KTM made a big step. Now they've all got that machinery, so they're all good. And th- they're going to have their day really soon. I- I'm sure of it. And just quickly on Suzuki, I mean, we have to just take our hats off to Alex Rins and also to Cal Crutchlow as well. You're just looking here, by the way, at Binder's Ooh, crash. Binder, I just missed that. I was looking at you. But what I wanted to say about this is he was doing a full Marquez into the last turn, holding that bike up on his knee, front tyre smoking, mm. and he was doing it with all his might. And then the rear came around, gripped and launched him. Poor fella. I've heard he's OK. I checked with the team. Okay, well, we've got a couple of minutes left just to analyse. Alex Rins, fantastic work to even survive in oh, that race. How has he done that? I didn't think he'd finish it. No, really. I didn't. It was because I've had a similar injury, not as bad, and it is proper suffering. You have to change direction just about with one arm, holding the, the tank with your knees, the bike's more unstable, it, it, really painful. Uh, amazing to finish and get some points. Yeah, Joan Mir, well, there's some hope there. He, was, he had some good pace towards the end, but unfortunately qualifying didn't go so well. Aprilia, another poor day and a disappointing one for Aleish Espargaro as well. But we're getting closer to the press conference, so we're going to wrap this one up uh, very, very quickly. Three Yamahas inside the top three, two great races in seven days. What are we looking forward to in Brno? Uh, Brno, As well as Mark coming back, we should just point out. Yeah, it'll be really interesting. I mean, Mark was truly amazing to come back yesterday, and he wasn't slow. Mm. So Mark's going to be fast. You know, he might not win but I think he'll be fighting for the end of that podium minimum even with the injury uh, he's amazing um, what, I think the Ducatis will be very strong there I think that's the biggest difference and I think it'll suit again the KTM slightly more than this circuit so I, I genuinely expect Ducatis to be on the podium there well we've got to say thanks to everyone that's made this happen um, it's been a fantastic weekend as we're just looking here at some slow-mo footage of Fabio Quattararo. we're going to see these guys entering the press conference at the moment 
the 21-year-old Fabio Quattararo, the 41-year-old Valentino Rossi as well. But thanks for joining us here this weekend in Jerez from Matt Burt in the interview set for all the guys you don't see behind the camera from Simon Crayfire and myself, Steve Day. We'll see you in Bruneau in two weeks' time.